0: businesses grow, and you absolutely have to market to grow your business. It all you got. The best is yet to come. Hello, and welcome to Chat and Grow. I am so happy to um, be here with you. I'm so glad you joined us. Uh, I am here today with Jeff Lethert We're going to talk about ads that work. Um, I we were kind of coming up on this meeting. I was like, Jeff, you know, what are people asking you a lot about right now? And he said that a lot of people are asking him about ads. So we're not just going to talk about how to create ads, but how to create ads that work. Um, So first, let me just share a little bit about Jeff. Uh, So this week, uh, we have Jeff Lether from Billings Lifestyle magazine to discuss um, ads that work, actually. Jeff Lether is a local entrepreneur and the owner and publisher of Billings Lifestyle magazine, helping small businesses grow Uh, has been Jeff's (laughs) passion his entire life. He received his undergraduate in business marketing from MSU and his MBA from the University of Phoenix. He spent 14 years in sales and consulting for a Fortune 300 company prior to launching Billings Lifestyle with his wife, Anne-Marie. Jeff, welcome. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you much for having me, yeah. <laughs> so, Chat and Grow, we put together these marketing mastermind meetings to help you not only grow, but get some kind of action step that will help you in business and even hopefully just personally. So whether you work for someone and you're an entrepreneur and bringing out your entrepreneurial spirit within your own business, or if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner of any size, whether it's a big company or a little company, these are all tactics. We try to share things that work uh, no matter where you are in your business. And I think today yeah. we've got something good that, yeah, that is should be true fun. to that. So, excellent. So, um, so today, uh, ads that work. Um, we we were talking about how to do this. Usually I have a list of questions mm-hmm. and I bring them to you and I'm like, okay, I have all these questions. Um, today I actually flipped it and Jeff has a list of eight or nine items.
1: I got it down to nine. We could combine a couple of them. We can make it a list we'll of eight.
0: We'll just go with nine. I mean, the number eight's great, <coughs> but um, we're going to go with nine. And <laughs> instead of um, questions um, that we get or that you get, we're going to go with, we. the big question is, how do you create an ad that works? But I think we're flipping it and saying, okay, here are some questions that you have when you sit down with people and start talking about the process. So
1: somewhat, or even just just points. Um. So thanks for having me. Obviously. Yeah, oh, and thank you and for
0: coming. For sure. I'm so excited and, um, to have you.
1: But no, when you asked the question, you are like, so when we were talking earlier in the week, you just said, what's the biggest questions that, that you've been getting lately? And it, it all had to do with... Just advertising, They're like, um, help me with my ad. Or, you know, it's like, hey, I've been doing this ad for a while and I, I'm not getting a response that I want. And, and so just it's kind of that overall question, like what is an ad that's going to work? And, and so then when I sit down and I start asking them questions back, my mind's always working through just specific things that we know um, that are tried and true that work. Now I don't have a specific, there was no specific formula. So I thought I'd just sit down and start writing. Every time I sit down with somebody, there's pretty much... A set number of elements that every ad really should have, regardless of where it's at. You know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, in a magazine, in a newspaper, in a postcard, on a billboard, uh, you know, online, Mm -hmm. things of that that nature. It kind of comes down to overall questions that I ask back to them. But then there's a few elements that just are tried and true. Mm
0: -hmm. And so I thought, why not? Why not just sit
1: down and we'll talk about it and, and hopefully help people just create some killer ads no matter where they're planning on putting those ads. So.
0: Well, that that kind of brings up the question for me. I, and I don't know, uh, maybe it's different from you. I'm, I'm projecting that maybe not it's different for you. But a lot of times people will come in and they have an agenda. Like they're like, this is what I want people to know about me. Mm-hmm. Do you have that? And is that usually the best approach? Or do you feel like you're going to be bringing up tips that maybe bring a new light into... The process of building an ad that actually works not just an ad that's like wow that's pretty but one that right. functionally like gets business in the door
1: um great question i think it was loaded a very loaded awesome <laughs> question because um i think whenever anybody's thinking about putting an ad out there um we're so attached to who we are and our business and and we want to put something beautiful out. i mean it's not a, a um that we're not trying to put something amazing out there but we do we have our own agenda so mm-hmm. we think this is how we look. This is how we want to look. Um, we know um, all the features of everything that we've got, right? Mm-hmm. And so then it's a matter of going, I am going to just put out this amazing thing and it's going to so educate the, the the other person. They're going to love it because I came up with this idea or my team came up with this idea mm-hmm. and um, and I don't go into it trying to tell them that that's, they did it absolutely wrong because there might be some really cool things that they put right. into that. But um, I always... I try to ask them, what are they trying to get? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, so for example, um, I had somebody come up and said, listen, um, I'm doing this ad, and it was one that was somebody that was working with me, and they said, I'm doing an ad, I'm just, uh, man, I, I don't know, I'm just not getting any calls. So I mean, it's obviously it's not, it's not working or it's not the right medium or mm-hmm. whatever. And I said, well, so let me just ask you that. Are you trying to get phone calls? Is that what you're trying to get? And they said, well, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, let's break this down and look, and nowhere within their ad did it prompt a Telephone call. You know what I mean? It wasn't <laughs> like... The call
0: right, to action wasn't... It? Right. It wasn't... Call the, us now and so, for this. And
1: not that that had to be the exact call to action either, but I just I wanted to just really evoke that thinking process where it's like, okay, wait, what am I trying to get for my customers, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Um, but the other things are they have some great information and, and in their mind they're thinking they know whatever happens to be an insurance carrier knows... Hey, I've got this amazing policy and I, I know all these features of it, and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm thinking that that's awesome. But when you craft an ad, what you're trying to do is you're trying to have it relate specifically to what your client needs, looks, you know, is looking for, or they want. And so mm-hmm. just because we think it's a great idea, if we're not thinking of it from the customer standpoint, we're completely missing it. And, and it's not, I, I'm at fault. I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think <coughs> I've, I've never met anybody that's actually ever done it. Perfectly off the fly, and, and a lot of people want to. I get it; they want to create their own ads, and because it's a cost savings approach, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to necessarily have to pay for some graphic artist to come up with some stuff, or pay for an ad agency to do things, or pay for even my own my design people that I have um, that work with me, because it can be expensive. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason. Sometimes you get what you pay for. Right. right. So, so yeah. So I just as I started just thinking about everything that I've talked. With clients about uh, just over this last year and what we're doing now, but I'm thinking back to co- uh, marketing class back mm-hmm. when I was in college. You know, so I'm dating myself here, but I may, I'm talking 25 plus years ago. From that time all the way to now, I just try to kind of collectively put things together.
0: Well, That's awesome. Well, and um, and I think one thing I just want to kind of bridge over too, like we yeah. are we do digital marketing. <laughs> um, when I talk to clients, I, I big, I'm holistic, so I don't just go, oh, we're doing a website," so that's all I care about. In fact. Uh, we just had an intro meeting for a website we're going to be building, and I was asking him about like what is your goal, like wh- what you were saying. You mm-hmm. know, what do you want out of it? If you were to measure, oh, this is successful. What would that be? And they're like, I don't know. What should it be? Right. And so my first question was, what kind of what kind of ads are you running? You know, so that mm-hmm. everything's working together, so that we're not just on an island by ourselves doing right. the website, but instead everything's working together. And I think it's really important. Um, I'm. we'll get to your points, but I think it's really important to be thinking that way, too. Like everything should be working together yeah. instead of, you know, so it's holistic. Um, and there's synergy building from one piece to the other.
1: Oh, ab- absolutely. I, I 100% agree. I, it's funny uh, people ask me because everybody wants the answer, right? If you think about what is today, we have instant gratification. Everything's free, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a matter of I just want give me the pill for every ill. So they, they think it's a matter of. And when I say they, I, I'm in the same group, yeah, right? Like so you, you have to, we have to break ourselves <laughs> out of it and re- realize, um, some of say, gosh, you know, how do I have to market? Tell me where I need to be. And, and I understand it because we're almost at our wits end thinking what works? Can somebody just please sit down and, and help walk us through it? Cause we're mm-hmm. so busy. And, um, I, I tell people you gotta be in front of your audience multiple ways, multiple days. It has to be, mm-hmm. I mean, that is, it's, tried and true. There's not one magic bullet that's going to get it all done. So that's why I'm, I was excited about this because I'm thinking you're in the digital side. I know you've done a lot of stuff to help us out with it. I'm on the print side right now, but I've helped people with every form of marketing. I mean, when we do the consulting side and I've seen what works and what doesn't work and it, it does boil down to just making sure you you have a consistent message. Mm-hmm. That you know what you're looking for. You know who your target audience is. All those things that we talked about before. We, you and I, don't I talk think, about weekly.
0: I, I don't think we go by a week where we don't no. talk about audience and yeah. Yeah, goals. <laughs> but that's great. And, it and so we, really can,
1: like, we can't solve everybody's problem right. today, but w- we can specifically talk about when you're trying to craft a message, there's just certain things that, that work. And um, now, granted, depending on what medium you're going to be in or what kind of business that you have or who your target <laughs> audience is, you're going to tweak these things down to, you know, if you're looking for a di- direct response and everything that you do is based on, I'm going to throw this amazing offer out there where you buy one, get 10 free because you're trying to instantaneously generate that. Not everybody can do that. Right. Right. The RV dealer is not going to say, buy one, get one ten You can't do that. Right. And so um, it all comes down to what's your industry? You know, what kind of business are you? Who's your target audience? So there's a lot of things that play into it, but I still think um, hopefully everybody listening or, and diving in will get a lot out of today. Yeah to they can craft their own message.
0: Okay, well, let's get down to it. So we're going to go through um, your list. And then uh, whoever if you're listening live, or you're watching live, make sure that you get your questions ready, go ahead and start putting them in chat. If you're on Facebook, uh, put them in the comments. Taylor here at our office will be fielding those questions and feeding them into us. So as we dig in, we're going to just go through a few of the points, and we'll probably kind of pop back over to the questions. And then um, go back and forth. So be sure to be posting sure. your questions so that when we pop over to the questions, they're ready and waiting because we're excited to answer your questions. So point number Absolutely. one.
1: And as we're going along, if questions come up, just we'll pause anytime. Um, <clears throat> I haven't formalized this into a, a document, but maybe I could do that for everybody listening who might you know want this as well. So obviously they can take notes, but any yeah, questions so make you sure
0: you make a comment or um, send us an email. Um, you can send me an email at tiffany at omhagency.com or comment in Facebook or just contact us on any social media outlet, and we'll make sure to get you a download, uh, one of Jeff's um, handy sheets that he'll be reviewing today. So okay. I'm excited.
1: Well, and so I guess before I get right into the the nine elements of the effective ad, there was a few key elements that when I sit down and talk with somebody I really try to kind of pull out from them mm-hmm. so that we kind of understand now we're going to utilize those as the overall encompassing um, um, whatever how we're going to de- develop this ad is going to be based on these few things okay so okay. Um, number one is um, I always want to find out from them and um, I, I tell them number one we got to get the mindset that we're going to develop something that is um, specific to our customers so what is the problem? What's the absolute biggest problems that your customer has? And how is your product or service going to solve that customer? Because if we're not in the mindset of solving it for them, we're going to be in the mindset of what's in it for us. Right? You know, how are we, let's just say what all the ways to that we're What do I want awesome. to force yeah. down their throat instead so then, of
0: what is, their, what is the <laughs> issue that they're facing if yes. we can solve that problem
1: well, for them? Because then we get caught up and we'll hit on one of these elements later, but we get caught up on on these are all the features about how awesome we are and we're n- not really connecting the dots on truly what's the benefit to the, the, the reader or the mm-hmm. person that's, that's looking at this ad, you know? Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, I know Donald Miller has that story branding and I know that when, um, when a story brand professional sits down to evaluate how to tell your story, whether it's mm-hmm. on a web page or on an ad, they'll actually write those things down. So it's right. like, what is the problem that you're, you know, who is your audience? And I think that, I mean, how simple is that? If you just open a blank document and just wrote down who is your audience and and I always say, like, if you were to think of an actual person, you know, like, I know that there are clients that I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had 50 of this person, that would be mm-hmm. like my ideal client. And so then I I like write stuff down about that person yeah. so that if I'm actually talking to them, it's like, what is their biggest problem? You know, when they came to me, what did they say? Right. And so if you yeah. go through that exercise, I think that that would be a really practical way to, because I feel like we can skim over these like, oh yeah, what is their problem? Hmm. And then it's like, yeah. oh, back to features, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Well, I think that's, for me, I'm in the same boat, is um, we can hear, so we're going to go through this list, these things, we can hear this over and over and over, and we can be like, oh, yep, I know, I know what we're supposed to do now, but it really is the practical application sitting down and writing this down, mm-hmm. and so um, that's, I try to do this one when one I can do one-on-one with clients, but it's, I'm the same as everybody else, we're so busy, so if you mm-hmm. don't take the time to sit mm-hmm. down and literally write this stuff down, you're not going to get... A more effective
0: ad. Well, and the big thing is, like, I always feel like if you're, if it hurts you to spend the money on the ad, why would you not yeah. spend a few minutes and do the homework? Because then mm-hmm. you're going to get more out of it, and yeah. um, it should hurt you. I mean, it might sound rude, but like, it should hurt you to pay the money if you're not going to, yeah. you know, because you need to have an effective I, ad. I, Don't just like. I honestly think ad.
1: if it's not effective, right? So. And a whole other topic, but when you look at advertising within your business, if you are doing the hard work mm-hmm. where it's, it's taking time out of your, and you're planning this thing out, it becomes an investment. It truly right. is an investment in your business. If you're not, it, it does become an expense. Right. And, and who likes seeing more expenses, right? Oh,
0: yeah, we all complain prof- about that Profit those. loss, yeah. No, I,
1: I, don't want, I don't want another expense. <coughs> um, so it can be an investment, but I say, number one is get in their shoes, find out, really think about what is this, what's the biggest problem? Um, that your customers are facing and how are you going to, how can you solve it with your product or service? And if you can identify that now we're, that's number one, okay. right? So it's not, that's not an element within your ad. This is what we our thought process ahead of time. Then um, I get into this unique selling proposition. I don't even know if they use that term anymore. They did back when I was in marketing classes.
0: I, I want to say, yes, my clients do, but they're all my age who yeah. do it. Like, I don't know right. if everybody else does. It was, it was the USP.
1: <laughs> do you have a USP unique selling proposition? So it comes down to um, you really sitting down just, for a little bit and writing out kind of like, what is it that you have? What's your unique selling um, proposition? Like, how are you different? What sets you apart? And
0: or value proposition. Your I value think they proposition. Say a lot pro- mm-hmm. prop. I mm-hmm. think that's the cool way to say it now.
1: Okay. Yeah, for sure. And so that, that <coughs> I just think if you just take that time to put that down, because when you're done doing that, what you've done is you're going to start realizing you have a compelling message that, mm-hmm. that the, your audience truly wants to hear because that's how you set yourself apart from everybody else. And now, we can start talking about the benefits, right? right, right. So that, that's that. And then, um, the last thing I want to talk about is there is something to, to do with, um, just the overall visual, um, um, composition of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you can go through all sorts of free information all over the web to find out about that, but it really is a matter of your focal points. Are you doing a kind of a hierarchy of focal points? So you're starting, it needs to be thought out. Like, are they looking at one specific area and how are we drawing, drawing them through to the rest? Because, um, well, the three things that I kind of look at is number one is we we need something that's going to um, attract your your customer to it. Did I write these down that I don't want to do anyway? You want to, you want to attract attract them. You want them to um, gain interest and come into the 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 um, ad that you're going to be doing. And at the end, you actually want them to affect some sort of change, like take action on it, right? So you're just trying to if you don't catch them instantaneously within a few seconds, and you're going to do that through kind of a visual composition of the overall ad. So those are the three overall encompassing things, and then. We just start talking about each one of the elements. Okay, so we let's can do it. Break that. Yeah, Sound let's good? do it.
0: So again, anytime you have any questions, um, I've got my question screen open. Taylor is ready to field your questions or comments. Um, she'll she'll let us know too when you have some comments. So uh, yeah, so get ready. Here we go. All
1: right, and none of these are earth shattering. You're gonna know what they are, but it's like <laughs> the, these are not in any particular order. I don't think. But um, number one is um, I just start thinking about you have to have a headline and an ad. There has to be a headline. Um, and that headline, this is what I find when I talk to a lot of people is if I look at their headline and they say, I've got that, I've got this huge headline. It's bold or it's a different color. It's some way it stands out. And that's right where your focal point goes to when you, when you look at an ad, um, they might be right. And that's important. Mm-hmm. But then I, I also want to make sure that we're not, um, we don't want to jumble things up. So sometimes simple, more simple is better. So I think it really has to be clear and concise on exactly what your headline's saying. um, and I find a lot of people are creative, mm-hmm. and so when they see an opportunity to develop an ad, they they're like, "Wow, the more creative, the better." And sometimes, um, sometimes I guess that works. But I typically say, um, "The more simple it is, the better it is," because if they can clearly understand what are you drawing them into um, to gain their interest, but then it's not competing with so many other fonts and colors, and you know, because mm-hmm. you can over over jumble it. So don't get too creative. So you want
0: to catch their eye, but then have them know what. Is about to happen kind mm-hmm. of a thing yeah.
1: right and so and with that i mean you, you're gonna have your your headline which would be element number one um and i just i mean the goal i just wrote down goal is really to grab the reader's attention and spark the interest um because if you don't do that you've lost them.
0: well and i think too just to kind of clarify i think creativity is good but just do it that's creative mm-hmm. but it's simple and i think mm-hmm. that it's just the whole idea you don't don't get too fancy you right. know Um, I know when we named our company, um, I used to always, like we were entrepreneurs forever. And so whenever we'd name a company, it was always like some clever, you know, we'd Mm -hmm. look up, look things up in the dictionary or look it up in Latin or something. So when we started this company, it was called Online Marketing Help. like, (laughs) And I worked next door. I worked in the same building right before I started this company and they were um, online bookkeeping and they were crazy successful. And I thought... Ah, you know, sometimes creative is just, it's obvious, you know, but, um, so I don't know. Anyway, it's good to be creative. That also gets into into branding. Great
1: great conversation there on on branding, but, um, no, it is, I I think, and I don't want to, I don't want to stifle somebody's creativity. I I really like to have that come out of them and you get to see their personality in it. But, um, for sure, it's a matter of just realize what the headlines for. The headline is to grab their attention and just get them to want to continue on into your ad. And so it should be, it should be, um, one of the larger things on the page, it should be something that invokes interest and it's got to stand out. And, and when you're starting to think about focal points, typically your headline is where you want the eyes to go to mm-hmm. immediately. Sometimes you'll have a graphic and that'll be my next point mm-hmm. is um, the second element element that you want is you really want to carefully think about your, your, your imagery or your graphics that you're putting in the ad. And I would just say you want it to relate. It, it, they sh- it should really work well with what your headline is. And, and for an example here is I'm just thinking of, um, someone I've worked with in the past and it's their business and they have a dog and they love dogs and they put it up there, but it had nothing. A dog has nothing to do with who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that was their, their interest. But my thought is unless you're that person or really close with that person and know who this dog is or that this dog is, you know, that they're a dog person, it had nothing to do with their business. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, again, going in not to hurt their feelings, but going in to say, if you want an effective ad, let's talk about what the imagery should be. And, I, and you want it to complement solo with, with, with what you're doing and then secondly with that in that image it's kind of um it depends on what do you do so if you're a retirement company mm. um and you have just an image of, of you as the individual you know that's great okay so you're their advisor or whoever they are mm. but is it going to get additional people to call it and so i typically will say put yourself in their shoes you're creating some sort of a lifestyle is mm-hmm. there an opportunity to show where they can get emotionally attached and and you know see themselves there mm-hmm. so maybe you've got again there's so many ways you can go about it. But, I mean, I've seen an ad, and that specific ad that we had helped, my team had helped, it goes from an, an image, this was in another market, but um, the image of the advisor and changed it to an image of an elderly person with, like, a grandson playing on, mm-hmm. on the floor. And it was very high-end imagery, you know, very nice photo, mm-hmm. uh, once again, because we want to elicit the fact that we're, we're a, a higher-end business, you know, versus doing some real low-end photo. It's going to look like that's the type of service that you get. So mm-hmm. a lot of things you can do with imagery, but it's like, Go, go for the high end. Go to try to create some sort of a lifestyle connection with them. Get your client to emotionally attach to that yeah. image. And you want that image to also relate with what your headline is. Does that right. all make sense? or did I Yeah, no, it?
0: I think that's great. And I think, because we do this a lot with websites too, yeah. where if if I get a lot of pictures of like the outside of a building, I'm not really happy. You know, I'm always telling yeah. them, and I, I use that word lifestyle. I want lifestyle yes. images. I want people to feel like either they're with you or that they've already achieved the benefit that you're... What you're yes. taking them to, so, yes. um, so I think that that's right in line with that.
1: And a good point that you said there too was, um, I and mean, we'll get into features and benefits because benefits is actually one of the, the points. But you want them to feel the benefit, yeah. Like, and that's what the imagery is meant to do. Yeah.
0: Like, we have a real estate, we um, we help a real estate investment uh, training and uh, mentoring group uh, with their right. uh, sales funnel. And a lot of their pictures are like, you know, people enjoying the high life, you know, right. or just um relaxing or you know, so it's like how and again like you said, like attaching a feeling to it. And um, you know, sometimes you can't avoid it, but we try to avoid faces or things mm-hmm. that are really so people could actually picture themselves as being the one right. but having humans in there too is I think helpful yep. as well. But just taking those things into consideration
1: For sure. Yeah. so that
0: you're bringing people in versus this stark clearly stock photo, you know, right. sterile looking yeah. thing that you're like, okay, yeah. the, I don't have any emotion when I look at that.
1: Well, and you had good points with the 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 individuals in it because I do think if you're, depending on your serv- service or product that you're mm-hmm. selling, if it does relate to people and you want to have them feel like they're in that, mm-hmm. that they are that person, um, really good to not have the specific faces so they can picture themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about a little bit, uh, some, uh, I, I don't see a lot of people talk about it online or I don't hear a whole lot about it, but there is something to do with if there is a face. So let's say it is your business, you know, if your likeness is on there somehow, um, or if you are doing a photo of somebody local or or whatever your audience is, where you're trying to really have them connect with, Oh, I know that person or whatever happens Mm -hmm. to be. Um, and that person's in the photo, there's something to do with line of sight. Oh yes. And and so I've talked with you about this before, Mm but, um, just, you can do the studies, um, and split test and all Mm -hmm. the things that, you know, you can do It's, if you take somebody who's in, in the ad, and let's say, I'm trying to think of the picture. So if if I'm if we're in this ad and mm-hmm. we're both looking toward the center of the ad or toward, toward some of the text on the ad or, or things of that nature, that's going to work way more effective mm-hmm. than the line of sight if somebody is just turned mm-hmm. outside of it. And so- um, because You want
0: them looking at either the call to action or yeah. the title. Yes. Yeah. And whether they're getting ready to shake someone's hand or if- they're looking at a house for sale yes. or whatever it is if they're look you want them looking in the direction of whatever it is that you want
1: mm-hmm.
0: the person the audience looking at
1: well said because it's a it's just this line of sight thing you'll look at somebody and if they're looking off the page or looking off to wherever they're at they're you know for example in the magazine if they happen to be there and, and the eyes are looking somewhere else you just gave props to mm-hmm. Some editorial or somebody else's yeah. ad, whatever, because... <laughs>
0: Thank you if it's on our fe- page. <laughs> just people, people,
1: I, I just yeah. they just naturally do that. It's just a, a way that, that we're built. And so... Um, if you want
0: to see some really fun studies, um, because I'm sure that it's it's got to be similar between a website and an ad, because... And there are a lot of really fascinating studies. And if you look up conversion rates yeah. um, of uh, landing pages specifically, mm-hmm. they'll give you all these different... Um, Relating to color, relating to yeah. line of sight. So, if this is something that you're interested in, even if you hire someone else, I always say I want to know just enough to where yeah. I know if I've hired the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, but not <laughs> tell them what to do. But I kind of want to know, like, if they're telling me things like what you're sharing right now, then it's like, oh, okay, good. You know about yeah. this whole line of sight thing, or
1: well, and I think it's in every. I know we're saying effective ad, but it it is. It comes just down to you're you're trying to engage people. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a website, whether it's an ad, like I say, whether it's a... You're driving by 80 miles an hour and seeing a billboard, right? So each one of these things have have different things. If you're going 80 miles an hour and you see a billboard, trying to have a web address for somebody to type in, oh, it's yeah. not going to work, right. right? So, I mean, you just got to think of those things. Mm-hmm. But um, no, you're yeah. right. It'd be the same <laughs> as developing a website, I would think. Um, so the graphics were in there. Um, the other element I put was the engaging colors and... Um, later we'll talk about your brand standards. You want to make sure that it's standardized, but you want engaging engage in colors. Um, things change over time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there might be a specific color palettes that are really popular and they just really, and there's a lot of research you can do online about mm-hmm. different colors. Um, some colors just evoke certain emotional feelings. And so um, use of colors correctly in an ad um, can increase your conversions and mm-hmm. just how people feel about you in general. right? So, um, that's number one. But then also um, effectively using colors, I would say, for, um, again, trying to direct how the eye is going to flow through the ad, so your focal points. And so I think it's important to think about your color when you're talking about your headline or how you're trying to divide up the page or move the move the eyes throughout your um, throughout your ad. So colors are really important.
0: Well, and during the development of brand, if you have a graphic designer who walks you through that process and you do end up with design standards at the end, what's nice is typically they'll give you a color chart and they give you a great red they give you a great blue they give you a great green Mm -hmm. and and you do need kind of a spectrum but they also tell you like don't use these colors next to each other and things like that so i think in an ad would be a really great place to be applying if you did you know if you did have go to that extent to have it professionally done which i think is totally worth it and again you get this design guide and whether you're building an ad or doing anything you get to use these same standards and optimize the results that you get from your ad. For
1: sure, so. yeah. And I think if you do that, too, um, obviously, if you go to the right, a good graphic designer, um, they develop all that stuff up for you. Sometimes, uh, so what I've run into in the past as well, is you might work with somebody who has brand standards, and they put together um, just an amazing, beautiful ad. Um, there's still an opportunity to go back to that designer if you're trying to say, listen, I really want to evoke like a, this call to action, or I'm really trying to have something pop off the page. I would also go back to them when you're creating ads, mm-hmm. because they will have an idea that they may have not thought of when your brand standards, right? right? You have something that you do your your letterhead is this way, your signs this way, your everything follows these brand standards, um, which is phenomenal. But then when you're trying to create something else on there that just instantaneously just draws people to like want to go right to it, but it doesn't clash with your current colors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they haven't thought of those things. So we right. did. I've run That's into that in idea. the past, where it's like, um, I, you know, they want a more effective ad, and we're like, well, what if we did? you know, it can change font size and things of that nature. But it's like, if you really want to draw eyes into a specific color with your current brand standards, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to just throw mud at the wall and hope it works. Mm-hmm. So kind of go back to within that color palette, what's going to kind of pop right. and work right. and complement? So, um, Good stuff. Yep. For sure. For sure. And then, um, uh, a subhead. So this, um, your subheads don't necessarily have to be text. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're just within the overall, um, layout of of an ad design you can use shapes you can use all sorts of things that kind of become that subhead and what it is is basically taking your eyes from your header um your initial thing that engages folks it's like now how do we draw them through and typically that that subhead is going to lead them into additional text or bullet points or things of that nature kind of your your benefits Mm -hmm. um so a subhead i put in as an optional thing because it's not necessarily always specific phrase or words sometimes it's a shape but the subhead is, is super important so that's number four. And then number five, I get right into, I talk just talking about benefits. Um, This is benefits, not features. And so I didn't write an extensive list of features versus benefits, Um, but, you know, there's a couple. If you start thinking about, um, I did a lot of stuff with the dental industry for 14 years, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, some of the things there, um, I see people are all excited about new technology that they bought or something, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm I'm thinking, you can absolutely use that to Mm -hmm. your advantage, but it's all in how you Explain that, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're saying, like, "Well, I want to advertise to everybody. I have digital X-rays," and I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> I mean that's great, but what does it mean to, right, to the customer? And to the customer, it, it might mean you know more accurate results, um, or less radiation, or you mm-hmm. know what, what's the benefit? It's like, to that? should
0: I be scared? Right. Should I be happy? <laughs> right, right. You know, is this good news to me? Right. Is this bad news to me? So
1: it's just a matter of thinking about um, whatever you've you've got, whatever that solution is um, to help with these, you know, the greatest problem you can solve for your client. It's not how do you put it in where they benefit versus what it's just a feature. You know, it's like, um, um, hey, you know, now I have multiple locations. That can be a feature and a benefit. But if it's like I have X number of doctors or I've got, again, in the dental side, what does that mean? Does it mean that there's more convenient times to schedule, right? Mm-hmm. We fit within your busy schedule. Like mm-hmm. if you can't, see, if you don't have time during the week, we can see you on the weekend. It's like that's a benefit, right? You know, versus the yeah. simple hours or the, Right. the number of doctors or something. Like we
0: know what the benefit's like, look at I'm open all these hours. And, yeah. and they're but, like, so what? Like tell me. And right. when I talk to my writers, I always tell them, as soon as you write something, if you can say so that you can,
1: yeah.
0: you haven't really given the benefit yet. So you know, try to add so that you can. And then whatever yes. you say next is the benefit. And we do that with calls to action and we do it with features. So if we feel ourselves getting sucked into features, um, that's kind of the test. And then with the call to action, again, it's a reminder that it it helps us not veer to features. When we're saying, do this, it's always so that you can.
1: If I had a pen with me right now, I'd just write that down. (laughs) I really like that. You're you're absolutely right. That's that's a great test because it is hard when you sit down, you know, somebody's trying to talk to you. And if it's our business, we know all these great features, but sometimes it's hard to connect. Connect the fact that it's not really a benefit. You're Mm. not providing any benefit to the the clientele mm-hmm. um so i like that so that you can yeah. a really good one. We,
0: we like little cheaters that yeah. make it easier <laughs> yeah um
1: uh so i i've talked to a couple of people um about features and benefits and obviously a lot of people about it and um i have had a couple there's probably a lot more out there if you guys have uh, some, um, ideas on this too but sometimes sometimes a feature can be a benefit true and so um two of the Two of the features that I found that are always benefits, and I think they're great for any ad if – not any ad, but they they make sense in ads are, um, if you say we're family-owned and operated, I I actually think um, even though it's a feature, it is a benefit to a lot of people, especially when you're looking at, you know, who support local and and families and things of that nature. And the other one was, um, for example, here here locally in Billings, Montana, if you say serving Billings since X number of time – that's a feature, but it's also benefit people. It elicits right away. They're like, wow, they've, they've been here forever. Mm-hmm. They must be doing something right. So mm-hmm. There's just a lot of good.
0: Well, and I think no matter where you are, um, there's a sense of, um, I don't know. There's a sense of community, but I know that in some communities there are different code words, you know, yeah. that it's like, you better use this in your ad, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that even reading other people's ads and seeing like, what is the trend? Like what does everybody, and I know around here, that's yes. huge. Like in, in, it it probably is everywhere, but um, I don't know. To me, that's a code you better have. <laughs> yeah. And and I've been in other areas where it's a nice thing, um, but it's not as heavily weighted. I think that here in Billings, it's a very heavily weighted benefit. Honestly.
1: So, which are you saying like the like family owned? Someone serving both. here or things? Both. That, yeah, yeah, yeah like those, the, yeah.
0: The, the um yeah family owned and operated, and because the culture is so, mm-hmm. you know, like. Um,
1: it's just, it, it's, just right? it's just different. Like yeah. it's it's
0: very much valued. So whereas you might go to maybe a more progressive community where it's like, you know, I've come from Milan and I know how to do this. It's like, ooh, yeah. that's amazing. But if you said that in Billings, Montana, they'd probably be like. Yeah. who cares? Like, I don't even care. You better state the benefit if you're going to tell yeah. them you're from Milan. <laughs> like that is, right. I, I, get I don't to, care yeah. what, <laughs> I don't care what industry you're in. That would not be an assumed benefit. There are so places. Knowing in, kind of in, the culture I think yes, is really important.
1: Culture would be very important. And for here, for example, I, yeah, living in Billings for as long as I have, I know when you go and work with somebody and, and they're like, you know, where are you are from? And you tell them it's like, there there's, it's definitely part of the culture to be like, Oh wow. So you're from here. We have something to relate to. We have something to mm-hmm. discuss.
0: And no, you have to make up for it if you can't see it.
1: Yeah, if you can't. And that doesn't mean you can't overcome it. I've met no, a lot of but, people but who you were know, like transplants, you know, years ago, but now they are part of the culture. Right, so it's exactly. like you yeah, are right. You have to prove
0: I remember we lived in Austin, Texas. And Texans are Texans are like that too. Like if you're not okay. a Texan, um I mean Texas, I and I love Texas. Like you know that. And I love yeah. Billings, but I really I'm so fascinated by cultures and community, you know, how different regions communicate. And in Texas, You're not a Texan, or you are a Texan. Mm. And um, how, you know, we lived in Austin, so it a little bit isn't Texas, but outside of Austin, it is very much Texas. And so I remember asking my father in law, who was like multiple generational, you know, German. Um, immigrant into texas and i was like so how long do we have to live here before (laughs) before i'm a a texan and he's just like oh you know me so you're a texan and i think there's some truth to that even here it's like so just know you have to make up for it if you're in a community that you have to be from there then just know you know be have that answer kind of yes be at least be aware of it i think
1: and, and maybe I think you in conversation, in make ad, sure you name drop. Yeah. yeah, name yeah dropping I, don't gonna, I don't know if you can name drop <laughs> in, a, in an ad. That's good anywhere. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Yeah,
0: so maybe this isn't applying to ads, but just know <laughs> hey, the, the language. We're here to solve every
1: problem we possibly can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but if you do have that kind of ammunition, use it. I think is the, it's the takeaway. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yes. So uh, be heavily weighted on benefits. I think the more benefits you put in, if you have to put a feature in there, make sure that you follow it up right away with the benefits. So, However,
0: in the in the context of an ad, you don't really want to um a lot of text necessarily. no
1: you don't i mean so a good you want to
0: focus on benefits mm-hmm. but maybe not every benefit.
1: right <laughs> you can't I'm and i i can moderate. get into that too but that comes right back to the the eye when you when you look at this overall thing and you look at the the visual uh, composition of an ad absolutely you want it more heavily weighted on uh imagery um that are going to vote a emotional response and that can attach to whatever message you want you can't be everything for everybody in an ad. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's sit down and figure out what is the biggest thing you're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. You don't want... And there are there are people to, to this day that I still all work with um, day in and day out. I'll give them as much advice as I can. But sometimes people want to share everything that they possibly can about themselves mm-hmm. and what they think the people... They, they want to educate the insurance. They, they should they,
0: hear it. They should know it. this. Yes, yeah. from a good. They're coming from yeah, a good place because they really,
1: truly want somebody to understand and they're passionate things. about yes. it. They're
0: like... They should know mm-hmm. that we do this, that we do that, that we do this. But, but it's more of an elevator but realize, speech yeah. and less. Grab
1: them, grab them with something and realize that when we get to like the call to action type thing, it comes down to what are you trying to do? If, if your goal is to educate them on everything that you do, then what are we grabbing them? Our call to action is we're grabbing them with the biggest problem they have when we're solving it. And, oh, by the way, here's our call to action. We want you to go find out more information about us. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that's what your call to action is versus a
0: website. Like here's our contact us page or,
1: and so then they go in there and now once again, and you'll know this on your side and the design, you're not going to try to put on one page, absolutely everything they do and small text and all that. No, it's going to be continually drive them through to solve their problems and put these little breadcrumbs out there. That help them decide it's like oh wait no this is what i want mm-hmm. and when they go there that's where we give them the information and so it's
0: well and we're really in a headline reading society right mm-hmm. now and so it's headline picture headline image Absolutely. you know and so understanding that um look at it like you would look at it like how do you like it when all of a sudden yeah. you look and there's all these words you're going to skip the homework right. and you're going to go to the next one because it's it gives your brain a break so mm-hmm. You know, I think that if people can just really be critical of their own ads, which is really hard because we love our business. However, Mm -hmm. if you can edit based on what you would want, um, then, you know, I think you have a better, more fair view of it and you can create a more effective ad. So but we do have a question coming in. So uh, Janice says, understanding your culture is so accurate. Many times I feel like an anomaly for living overseas for so long. Thankfully, my family is from Montana. Yay. Um, and then the question, how do you stay trendy on your ads without playing to the stereotypes of your industry?
1: Well, that's interesting because I you know two different ways on that. One is, is it a good stereotype or a bad stereotype of your industry? Um, this is my own individual thoughts that come right away is um, sometimes, this is crazy, I heard you say a comment here this week or last. It just had to do with, and so I, this is what I'm going to bring up, is sometimes you look at a specific industry and, and you're sitting there going, if you are in the industry, you might be like, oh my gosh, it's more information about the same exact topic. However, the customer is looking for that specific thing. So mm-hmm. if you look at the stereotype um, of being like, I just don't want the same stuff. Well, I would just say it's hard, once again, to sit back outside of yourself, but go talk to somebody else maybe outside of the industry or someone who would be your customer and ask them the question. Because what you were talking about was home staging for realtors. And right. This, I heard you talk about it. <laughs> like and you it's have like, to write
0: that article. Yeah. Like... Once every you four months. <laughs> rewrite the article. It might be the same information repackaged, for, right? Yeah.
1: And so an ad <laughs> might a be... It's
0: different
1: article every time, but... <laughs> there, there might be an ad. And, and what's great about what, what I do is I get to work with... I have so many other sister publications all over the country, right, with all these industries. And so we get to compare notes and say, mm-hmm. like, what's working what's not. And you might see something that's so stereotypical about it, the same industry over and over and over, and you're like, oh, my gosh, just do something different and fresh. However... They don't want to because that literally drives conversions. Right. And so that's our so when I look at that, it's kinda of like, well, what's the stereotype? Is it now if you're trying to overcome a negative stereotype on an industry, well then I would um depending on the industry, I think we'd start focusing on how do we just show how we're not part of that stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like we actually do things differently. I don't know if this is answering Janice's question exactly, but it'd be I can't even think of an exact one there. But if, if there's somebody's feeling like this is how the industry is, I can't believe in this industry, they're always Whatever it happens to be, it's like we need to then find out again, get down to the root of what's the biggest problem. Then, if they don't believe in this side of it, how can we set ourselves apart in our specific message to say the benefits of working with us are we're not that.
0: And it goes back to unique uh, value proposition right. too. So you're looking at, I mean, um, I we have a client now that is a injury attorney. And he is the greatest guy. Like, I'm so excited to work with him. But if you had told me two months ago that an injury attorney was going to come into my office and I would be really excited to work with him, I might have gone, hmm, you know, I don't know about that. Like, that's really intimidating. Like, what if I do something wrong? You know, great guy. That's why I'm super excited. But again, um, and knowing your brand, I think, don't you think that's kind of important, too? Mm -hmm. So, like, if it's an industry that maybe... Um, a lot of the public looks on, like, honestly, uh, injury attorney, a lot of the public looks well on because they're helping people who are getting kind of pushed around by insurance companies. Mm-hmm. So again, that's, it's that spin. It's like, well, you know, they can look at the negative, but there's really a whole good side of it that it, it's really kind of, um, it's a spin. It
1: is, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, a good so. point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I there's so many things that can be done in ads, but I do think, um, I guess to, to address the question in a whole different way is is really whenever you're in your industry and you're having difficulty saying, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, here's the good news for you. We who, regardless of who it is, there are people that do this day in and day out that literally will sit down with you and just start asking you questions. And, mm-hmm. and I think the goal is to try to find that the person that gets that. It's um, somebody who will think outside of it. Um,
0: Meaning the business owner who gets the business,
1: it? I would say the business owner the business owner gets it or their team gets it or whatever. Is you're not in you're not in business alone. You don't have to be in business right. alone, right? And so um, I love it because um, Tiffany, Tiffany and I both do help people with marketing, mm-hmm. right? And we Correct. both do it two separate ways. Yeah. And I I can't get enough time with you. I mean, because I, I love talking about it, and yeah. it's a matter of um,
0: it's true. Like I'll say will you do chat and grow. He's like yes.
1: I What should we talk about?
0: I don't know. Let's figure it out. <laughs> so, but it, and it's and um, it is fun. It's great talking to when someone yeah. gets it. Like it's like oh yeah.
1: And it's not just us. Like I like yeah. to talk to and, and people I've had a few people look at me weird. I'll go to like a networking group <laughs> and, and, and I just want to be a part of it. And and somebody's mad that another marketer is in this group and they're, and, and I sit there and I, I guess I don't look at it that way. My thought is, I'm
0: like, yay. can I get them on chat and grow? It's like, yeah,
1: another marketer for <laughs> yeah. in a way, because it's, it's like, wait, surround yourself with people that yeah. are way better at something than, than yourself, because how else are you going to grow? And, um, and so I would just encourage people who are having a, a challenge, like saying, I don't know how to spin this. I, I don't know. These are the – I just don't want to look like everybody else unless, of course, they're getting great conversions. And then go ahead. <laughs> and, but I say if you want something different, great. Start talking to people. Uh, connect with those folks that, <laughs> that are experts in specific industries and start talking to them. And if they are if they really do care about other people, they're going to give you time and and you're going to grow from it. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: So what's your next point? i um, sorry. Next one. No, so sorry. this one's huge. It, um, and thanks. You put it in order. Okay. But, um, is you have to have an offer, right? <laughs> yeah, so if you're going to do an advertisement anywhere, there's an offer. There's got to be something on the table. Right. And so um, within the offer, I started just going, I started writing down all the things that I could with this. But when I started looking at the offer, I think it's, um, there's three things I'm thinking about an offer. And I wrote them here was, um, I think your offer needs to have a high perceived value for the industry that you're in. Um, obviously you want it to be a low cost for you would be point number two. And then the last one's got to be believability. And, and so you and I had a talk one time and and you said something that just resonated with me and you're like, Hey, you know, when we're, you're doing something in the giveaway, I believe it's just got to hurt a little bit mm-hmm. because if it doesn't hurt a little bit, you're not really giving not anything. Really value, away. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, that stuck with me. And, and cause and I, you're absolutely right is it's got to have that high perceived value. Granted, you've got to be able to afford it, right? You can't go into the red. And it could be free. Honestly, like yeah. it could
0: cost you nothing. might cost you but you're time. It might you cost something. you something. Yeah. If you give something where you either feel like your competitors might see it, and, oh my gosh, I don't want my competitors to see it, or, well, if I give my clients that, then why would they hire me? Mm-hmm. I think those are the two biggest issues with the free ones anyway, that, yeah. that people are really hesitant, and I love those. And every time someone's brave, they get the best conversions. And I could say that for myself, too. Like, every time I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I did a whole, like, price sheet one time. So you could do, like, if you wanted to do marketing on any scale, I'm just going to give you my prices. And it's in a yeah. worksheet, and you can say how many hours you want. Yeah. I mean, I took it back down because they chain you know, like, some of it people don't care about. So yeah. it's, it was a good test in that case. But people dig stuff like that where Absolutely. you're kind of giving stuff out, and they're like, oh, wow, but, I can't believe you're giving that.
1: People are smart. I mean, we know when it's – we know when it really is valuable and when it's mm-hmm. not. I mean, just people are. And the, the challenge with this when you start thinking about the, the offer is we are, some of the challenges we run into is everything seems to be free, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, Facebook for free. Our we can do this for free. We can is do this it is and free? our expectation. <laughs> well, our expectation. So I should say that. But we're so used to so many things just being handed out. And, and um, so there's a lot of challenges that come with that. But when I start looking at it by industry, it's like um, every industry is different too. So um, I could
0: – Oh, no, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it was just – I mean I'll keep that thought don't okay. lose okay. it. Okay. So Go ahead. Uh,
1: for example again back in the dental industry when you'd work with somebody there might be an orthodontist who is looking at you know they are doing braces for a lot of kids coming up through school right and so it's um, what's a huge benefit that they could give well they could it would cost them money but they could give away and it was very successful for a lot of people Give away like a, a brand new iPad for anybody who comes in to get their braces done, right? Mm. So is there a cost there to the dentist? There is. But mm-hmm. what do you also do is you gain that customer, and you gain that customer that may be in a family with other kids. And so you're you're, you're looking at the long-term benefit of it's like, hey, hold on. I'm giving something away, and it does cost me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I also create a relationship that I've now got for life or for multiple family members. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. And then you might look at the next a restaurant, you talk to them, and it's like, whatever give away a free dessert with anybody who comes in you know and and takes action on this ad and um or 10 percent off a meal or whatever happens to be and it's like you'll have people come in and go well it's not fair you know dessert is not the same as an ipad i'm like no you're right but it's relative to the industry right right?" and so but there's so many things that we can do um when it comes to those um but then what's the other oh believability so the other thing (laughs) this is just something i put down is um you know when you have to have like give away an, an offer and then there's an asterisk next oh, to it. Oh yes, that's
0: don't please don't. Put I know.
1: That. <laughs> I guess you have to if there are unless those it's like
0: asterisk. We love you. Yeah. we'll never spam you. Mm-hmm. Like you can do that, but don't.
1: But yeah. it, so it's gonna be believable. Don't use an asterisk. Yeah. You're <laughs> I'm Giving away a brand new camper <laughs> trailer for this and this, but you're not really, and you have to have to do all jump through all these hoops to qualify. So so I'd say just you know you want to make sure that it's a, a good believable. It's it's high high perceived value within that industry. Um, and then I, I just put a comment down that I don't want people to be afraid of, of giving these. If you're doing freebies, like you're saying, or mm-hmm. you're giving deep discounts, or just there's something that, that's within that offer, I don't want people to be afraid of it. Um,
0: well, it's a co- it's an acquisition cost. Yeah. Like, that's what I see. There are a couple things. One is that. You know, so often we look at marketing as, like, it's this expense, it's a line item, but it builds into customer acquisition costs and retention. Absolutely. And so instead of looking at that freebie as being, like, oh, my gosh, look at how much it costs me every year. Instead of looking at it, go, go, no, how much does it cost for me to get a customer? So if you give away 10 of them and then you have, you know, four loyal customers, what are they worth for a year? Suddenly that's, I mean, you are netting a gain. And so – there's that. And the other thing is, and um, I've been really studying a lot about this lately, is the difference between free and discounts. And you can create discount-addicted people, whereas if you give something away for free, people don't expect it for free forever. And yeah. so giving something away of value, a value, um, really, people get it. Like, you can't just give them stuff all the time. Yeah. But. Whereas a discount, they'll always be – like, I do not join a gym unless it's free joining. Like, I am addicted to yep. <laughs> the join – yeah. I I will join in January or I won't join. Like, that's it. <laughs> so. And
1: what's interesting is, yeah, it can be the industry in and of itself, other businesses that, unfortunately, create – that's the playing field you have to be in mm-hmm. now. Um, but I, I do know um when I look at – it's hard sometimes when you talk to somebody who's not looking at it more of a long term. Actually, the the true value of, of a new customer. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just had an example. I, I had a um, client who had talked to me. and was like I just I don't know if I can do this anymore because uh, the only time that I the only time I got clients is when I when I provided these these discounts or right. these, these specials. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the only time that I did it. And so obviously, you know, advertising doesn't work if that's the only time I can get it. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself it's like okay you know that's their perceived reality but Mm -hmm. you want to get into the conversation because it's a matter of going well hold on a minute so it's not that where you're at or where your advertising doesn't work it's your your message or Mm -hmm. your once again going back to the unique selling proposition it's all that but if i were to literally sit down and and visit with this person about who maybe gave away something an an additional free service or a discount or whatever to come in and be, be that client that new client doesn't depending on your your service, I guess. In this case, it wasn't a one-time. It's not mm-hmm. a one-time purchase. So when you look at cash flow, that's mm-hmm. the thing. People will be like, that month's cash flow. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. By the discounts and for how much I had to spend advertising, and, and they came in, I broke even. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so cash flow for that month was that. However, you just gained how many new? people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if this is one of those services that's a repeat service
0: so you want lifetime value of the right customer. and you so don't just you break
1: it down with them and you realize wait a minute the person that you just saw literally comes in at least once a month mm-hmm. if not multiple times a month and then you further ask the questions and realize they usually keep these clients for about eight to ten years mm-hmm. so now i look at that going
0: <laughs> doesn't seem I, so expensive anymore <laughs> I, I don't
1: know why right so, so it just comes down to again yeah the cost for acquisition and so um for example, what was a, another example that I had, had heard talking with um, another publisher, and they, they were just saying, they had tracked it for a long time, and they said, this person um, invested, I forget how many, thousands of dollars, and they receive X number of, of leads. And um, so they broke it down, and it cost like 40 bucks a lead or something like that. However, lifetime value of that individual is over $1,000 per individual. So you mm-hmm. just start looking at a return on investment. Yeah. It's huge. And, and they were sitting there, and they said, I don't know. They were complaining about what was going on. And he said, I actually have a, an idea. He said, I not only want you to do this ad, but I want to have you start giving away, like, $25 gift certificates mm-hmm. for absolutely anybody who takes action on this ad. Oh, wow. And they said, well, this is stupid. Why? I'm already spending too much money. You want me mm-hmm. to spend another 25 And they said, just just to do it. And when they tracked it, they actually got more than twice the response back in. So yeah. now it was costing them Whatever that was, $75 per thing, but they doubled the response. See, when you looked at the return on investment, mm-hmm. it was like, you just spent uh, another $1,000 to make another $25,000. Okay. So, how long crazy. can you afford
0: making $25,000? Right. That's my question. And, and
1: so, that, that's <laughs> it, be, it
0: becomes less about the expense <laughs> and more about the net gain, really. So, And we only have about okay. um, four more okay. minutes. So, we'll, I want to we'll make see. sure we um, hit the points that you want to. Um,
1: Yep, and I'll I'll make sure to have some of these on there. But I went through the offer. There are a number of things that just statistically through studies have shown to to really drive additional people through. Um, you know, if you're able to do buy one get ones and things of that yeah. nature, um, percentages off, dollars off, um, and then also the f- something free, um, mm-hmm. loss leaders. We can go into all sorts of different things. So we'll make sure that we include um, those on. Uh, like say, I'll put something together so that we can.
0: And I'll put out, it on chatandgrow.com and grow. Chat. com too. So if you're a member there, it's free to be a member on ChatAndGrow. And I will put the download up there as well.
1: Okay, we'll do that. And then um, my item number seven, I just said, is your brand standard. So we talked about that before. So Mm -hmm. you're obviously going to have a logo. You're going to have specific uh, typefaces, specific colors, things of that nature. You want to make sure that that flows. Um, That's key for me. I talk about it because I always tell people be advertise multiple ways, multiple days, but they have to not confuse your customer. Right. And so that's why if you're not using your brand standards or you don't have brand standards, you run the risk of confusing your customers so much. They have no idea really what's if you're coming or going. And so that I put as number seven, Um, number eight, I put down your contact information. Now I Ah. could have combined those two together, but what's, what's interesting is um, uh, a lot of times people put something in and then they won't have, their contact information or they might not have credible contact information. So here's what I mean about both those. And so number one is just make sure that if you want to be able to be found in there, you want to look mm-hmm. like you're credible and that yeah. you have this business. A couple of things. I think you might've mentioned something on this as well, the but Gmail? the Gmail, Yeah. so um, I love, <laughs> <My pet peeve. laughs> I love Gmail. Don't get me wrong. I have my no, own personal yeah. Gmail account. You li-
0: couldn't, um, couldn't live without it. You couldn't live
1: without it. I use, yeah, I use Gmail for so many things. However, um, to be, Depending, I guess, on what your product or service is, right, and the value of your product or service, um, I truly believe you need to have a branded um, email address.
0: It is so easy, and it is so dirt uh, cheap. Like it is, like, so it is yeah. inexcusable. Quite on. I'm just gonna be blunt. One like you should not, absolute, not have. A, I don't care yes. what industry you're in. You should mm-hmm. not have a Gmail.com.
1: It shouldn't be email a email address well, on an ad, especially name, you know. in
0: yeah. Billings Lifestyle Magazine. Like, oh gosh, if no. that is the case, then. You need to just come grab a friend that you know has a Gmail address and just get them on Chat and Grow and send me some emails or something, and I will do a demo on Chat and Grow about how to do that. It is abso- I mean, yep. it's a little bit technical, so it's a couple steps, but um, it doesn't cost yeah. very much. I
1: would say probably if you don't have that right now, that'd be the, the most effective things you can do right now. I mean,
0: brand you versus you not one. branding you. Number one, brand it. Yeah, because... Yeah.
1: It's when it's at a Gmail. I don't, I'm telling you right now, just the like credibility level just drops it down. Yep. So it looks it's like opposite world. you're running a business in, out of your basement. Yeah. And, and, um,
0: I mean, we love you still. Yeah. So <laughs> we're not judging you as a person, <laughs> but just as a business, yes. I think.
1: So that's, so when I look at contact information, that's, oh, that's, if you know a high really schooler, huge.
0: I bet they could help you yes. with
1: it. <laughs> and then I would say the other thing to legitimize your business is if you can have a Professionally, or you know, lock up a domain name. Just go lock it up and and get a website. Have Tiffany do it, or yeah. do it yourself, or
0: just whatever. Like
1: go just to her, do one. go to her. She's doing one of this. Thing oh, I'm to doing teach a boot you. camp. Yeah. yeah, she has a boot camp to teach you how to do a website. Yeah, and you come At out, out it of it with of it. a website. At the end of it, you have and a website. I show you
0: how to set up your email, so you you'll know how to do two birds Connect one stone. your domain to your host. It'll be awesome. And
1: I'm going to tell you, I believe just credibility wise, especially when you start talking about what I do, I it's very. um Upscale uh, type marketing and advertising, it's key to not have your business name dot something dot com. So when, when you're using the free services and you've got, oh, that dude, if
0: you have like dot, dot, I think I, I didn't saw someone I don't want to give them with, credit, but yeah.
1: dot, <laughs> dot Wix or dot <laughs> any of these type else, things. Yeah. It's like, I get it. They're developing tools like all the Homestead. time to be free. I saw a Homestead
0: uh, website. I was like, 1992. Have your website back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm anyway,
1: sorry. so those are the two huge credibility things is, is, is um, still use Gmail. My corporate is it's all done. It's all through a Gmail account, but it's branded. You know, and you I mean? can so collect
0: it's... it through Gmail. Yeah. So even though you have whatever dot, yeah. um, in fact, I'm helping um, Natalie, whom I love. She's with Norwex, and so um, I set her up with a uh, thedailyclean.com. Okay. And so then next week we're going to be uh, connecting her um, Natalie at thedailyclean.com. And it's just going to forward to her Gmail. She'll never know right. the difference. Yeah, it's just that on her business card it will say Natalie at the DailyClean right. How easy is that? It won't even change your life other than awesome. Like it won't change no, it in a bad way.
1: Right. No. It's it, anyway. It's one of those things. That if you don't have it right now, do that first thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, just cross everything else that we talked about, do that mm-hmm. first, and then start working through this because you need that, and then just make sure that your website is not at a dot something some templated place.com because when you do that it just it takes you down a notch is all i'm going to say is it. so when you're trying to set yourself apart and you're trying to do these call to action and that's number the last one is a call to action you have to have a call to action on your on your um on your ad what are you trying to get them to do now everybody's different right so if we're doing like um oh i don't even know the right term for it but if it's something like you're trying to generate an instantaneous response based on price right now
0: transactional um, more of a a transactional
1: um obviously you're going to pick the right medium for that right not every place is going to be perfect for that um but that call to action is going to look way different than somebody who's like this long time emotional buy right so you have somebody who's looking to buy uh real estate or a large um you know vehicles or things of that nature where it's it's more of an emotional purchase it's a completely different call to action right mm-hmm. and um what we do know is through ads typically people are going to look at it you're trying to get get them to do something It either evokes a call right then and there, because it's something they just can't pass up or it's, we're trying to drive them to the next location. A lot of times a website so they can get more information mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, but yes, they, they call the actions key. So those are the nine things. I mean, I think if you have those in your advertisements, wherever they go, obviously for your industry and trying to solve a problem, um, you're going to be way more successful than not having. I'll tell okay. you that. Well, I'm going to
0: throw something out, and you can just holler if you disagree. But I do think there's a place for just brand awareness ads mm-hmm. as well. So what I feel like what we just talked about, most of the people that you and I work with, they're like, if I put this much money in, I expect to get this much money out of it. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're looking holistically at your marketing, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But it's where we are. Like it's where we live. It's what most business owners mm-hmm. understand. We're all like ROI, ROI. Whereas it, I think it's a little more sophisticated to move into the big picture. This is how much I we talked about marketing budgeting. Mm-hmm. So if you look up one mm-hmm. of our old episodes, that's what we talked about was budgeting for marketing. Um, but if we look at it more big picture, then there's room for things like brand awareness. Yes. Like I'm doing these podcasts, I don't expect anyone to call me and ask for help. Yes. It it has to do with a bigger picture. It has to do with I, um, you know, if you have a brand and you want them like if my audience is there, I want my awareness there and I have a story to tell and it's told in that. And there might not be a call to action. It is just for brand right. awareness. I think there's a place for it, but I think it's really uncommon in our, like what we see. No, <laughs> every it is. Day.
1: I, and that's a good point in, in kind of the nine steps that I went to here are going to be your 90, 95% of your, your ads. And this is the questions that I'm getting a lot of because people are trying to, so like I'm putting this money in, I want this money back right. out. Um, you're absolutely right, and and I deal with this when you look at an upscale like publication. I'm going to deal with this a lot on the branding side. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, if you're looking at any type of a jewelry type ad, mm-hmm. a jewelry type ad. If we are going to talk to them, is um, you're in uh, the publication for a reason. You're not trying to be the Walmart. Of yeah, jewelry. You do know, want someone to you run know, down it's and like, buy. Well, and it's, it's like you're not you're not trying to carry things that are not authentic diamonds. You know, you're mm-hmm. high luxury quality. So a lot of the things still hold true. Mm -hmm. You're using high-end imagery. That actually becomes your focal point. Right. That actually becomes your headline, if you will. Um, You have your brand standards that are still in there, Mm -hmm. right? And and you're trying to elicit this emotional response. Mm -hmm. So you're going to cut about five, six of the nine out of there, but you're, Mm -hmm. you're brand- Like the call to
0: action might not. Like if it's it's truly a brand awareness play, you might cut the call to action. I guess it's really, the rest of it, there's going to be a title. There's going to be some kind of you know, clever, but not Mm -hmm. fancy, you know,
1: but I mean, I've had where we just talked to him and it's literally, you're trying to create an emotional response. You want them to feel Mm -hmm. like they are right there getting married, whatever it is. And so it's a matter of you're, you're placing them right there. You're just, you're, you're fusing together what your brand is and the emotion that they're feeling and high quality, you're fusing that together. And so it's that brand awareness, okay. but is it saying buy one, get one off? No, they're not. That's not who they are. That's not, that's not their industry. So,
0: well, this was awesome. We ran a few minutes late, so I hope you at least found one or two nuggets out of this whole thing that you will be able to take away and improve and um, get more business and grow your business and be more encouraged so, um, a couple things. I want to thank Taylor for helping feed in the questions and comments. Thank you to Alex Youngren, who is our sound guy. He takes uh, what we do here and, um, it's actually being broadcast now on iTunes. You can find uh, Chat and Grow on iTunes as well as Google Play. Um, and we will be up. I know a lot of people are asking, when are you going to have everything on chat and grow? Cause it's all neat and tidy and we'll have videos and audio. And if we have downloads, they will be there as well. Um, and, um, the good news is, is, uh, we've been really busy. Um, I've been writing questions and creating a lot of content. The bad news is, is I really haven't gotten to the videos and I have a few fun things I want to do with them. So it's just Taking a little bit of extra time, but I'm really excited to get them out. So, thank you for asking about that. Uh, coming up, we do have um, next week, uh, Kirk Williams from Zado will be here to talk about ads, uh, pay per click ads. So, he'll be talking about Google ads and Facebook ads. And I know I've been talking about this for a few weeks. I'm very excited that he'll be coming here. I have a lot of questions. He's his uh, agency is the one that I refer our clients to when there's um, a budget. A lot of times we'll do smaller budgets within, uh, we have what we call our secret sauce. So we do include some um, incidental ads that we kind of control and mess with and test and things. But when when you're like, okay, I'm serious about my ads, uh, Kirk and his team are the ones that that we turn to. So I'm really excited to ask him some questions as well. And um, yeah, so that's all. We, and but especially a big thank you to Jeff for coming Thanks for having and me. sharing. This and is fun. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I know this is awesome. So thank you for coming and being a part of this. And remember, the best is yet to come.